Hello and welcome to the YGBM Science News Podcast, where we discuss the most recent science news from across the Yale community. I am Mara, a second year PhD student in microbiology. And I'm Samantha, a first year Master of Public Health student in the Department of Health Policy. We have some very interesting research articles to cover today, ranging in topics from XDR typhoid fever to genetic links between PTSD and health conditions. So, Sam, what do you have for us today? Well, this first bit of news is very exciting to me because it's researched straight out of the Yale School of Public Health, my school, um, and its subject is a serotype of typhoid that is extensively drug-resistant and represents, therefore, a major public health threat. So, introduce a little bit to what is typhoid. Okay, so typhoid is a disease caused by Salmonella enterica through the fecal-oral route, and it is mostly found in children in developing countries where some populations have limited access to clean water. Symptoms of typhoid fever include fever, fatigue, headache, nausea, abdominal pain, constipation or diarrhea, and while it is treatable with antibiotics, increasing resistance in places like Pakistan mean that the disease, which has a death rate ranging from between 12 and 30%, according to the CDC, is leading to increased mortality in countries where the extensively drug-resistant serotype is present. What did the researchers discover? So the research team was specifically looking at Pakistan, where the extensively drug-resistant Salmonella enterica serovar typhi has become the leading cause of typhoid fever. What they studied was the association between the volume of air travel between Pakistan and another country and the prevalence of that serotype in the destination country. What they found that is that there is indeed an association between prevalence of the extensively drug-resistant typhoid serotype in a country and air travel between there and Pakistan, and they identified the countries at highest risk of major outbreak or sustained transmission of the disease. The countries most at risk were most of South Asia and several countries in Southeast Asia and Sub-Saharan Africa, with Afghanistan being noted both for the disease prevalence and volume of travelers received from Pakistan. I see. Now, do the researchers have any recommendations on how to mitigate the spread of the disease? Yes, definitely. So within the study, they recommend investing in laboratory surveillance systems and improved water and sanitation infrastructure, among other things. As usual, you know, um, to learn more about this, please visit the link in the description. Yes, and I do believe that research like this is super important because XDR diseases, XDR typhoid, XDRTB, for example, are just simply creepy, and <laughs> I think it's very scary in the future. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think drug-resistant diseases um, really get me very scared because I hate to think of antibiotics and different drugs being ineffective for us when they're so incredibly necessary. Yeah, we grew up with antibiotics. I can't imagine going back without them. Exactly, exactly. So moving on, Mara, what do you have for us? Well, I found this paper about... Alzheimer's disease and how we can find different ways to treat it. Cool. So what are molecular mechanisms behind Alzheimer's? Well, while we don't know for certain what exactly causes Alzheimer's disease, there are two processes that have been implicated. The first one is the buildup of amyloid beta plaques, and those result from abnormal processing of a protein that is actually totally normal and exists in the brain called amyloid precursor protein. The abnormal form of it is very sticky and it kind of accumulates over time, forming amyloid plaques, which are responsible for Alzheimer's pathology. On the other hand, there are tau proteins, which stabilize cellular structure of neurons in the brain. 
However, when those tau proteins get hyperphosphorylated, which simply means extra phosphate groups are added onto the proteins, they start performing the function incorrectly, which is also in formation of neurofibrillary tangles inside the neurons. So they just tangle in an abnormal way, which contributes to neurological dysfunction and cell death in the end. And current approaches focus on removing those two abnormal proteins, namely amyloid beta or hyperphosphorylated tau proteins from the brain. Wow, that's so interesting. And what did the study focus on? So researchers focused on one particular aspect of tau hyperphosphorylation process. Now, it is established that neurons that are most vulnerable to tau pathology show enhanced calcium signaling. Researchers, led by Dr. Amy Arnston, hypothesized that regulation of calcium signaling might reduce hyperphosphorylation pathology. Okay. And how did they test this hypothesis? Well, they took adult rhesus macaques with existing tau-dependent neuronal pathology, and then they fed them drugs that inhibit the inhibition of this calcium signaling. And to explain this further, there is a protein called glutamate carboxypeptidase 2, which is um, enhanced upon inflammatory process in the brain, and what it does is that it erodes normal calcium signaling in the system. What they did is they inhibited actions of this carboxypeptidase, which in resulted in just normal calcium signaling in the system. Great. And what did they find? So their results show that, in fact, macaques, they did receive the inhibitor. They had significantly lower levels of phosphorylated tau in certain areas of the brain, as well as in blood plasma. And those monkeys also showed cognitive improvement. This is actually really exciting. So does that mean that researchers found a new way to combat Alzheimer's pathology? Well, in contrast to current methods that focus on just removal and inhibition of those abnormal proteins, they tried to go a little bit backwards and figure out what exactly causes tau phosphorylation in this case and inhibit this process, which in their case is linked to inflammation which has already been implicated in some parts of Alzheimer's pathology, but again, this is a very intricate relationship with the brain, which is not simple to figure out. And I think it's very exciting because that means we can potentially in the future develop drugs that prevent those proteins from forming instead of trying to get rid of them as a fact. No, yeah, it is actually very exciting, and I look forward to hearing more about this and seeing how this develops. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. Well, what is our third article of the day? So this last study we'll be talking about today was led by Yale Department of Psychiatry researchers who studied the link between PTSD and physical and somatic symptoms. The study was funded by the NIH, the Alzheimer's Association Research Fellowship, the Yale Frank Program in Science and Humanities, and One Mind. Interesting. So how exactly did they conduct this study and what did they find? Yeah, so between July 15, 2021 and January 24, 2023, the researchers gathered electronic health records from participants across four biobanks and tested their polygenic scores of PTSD symptom severity with 1,680 fee codes, which are basically manually created groups of international classification of disease codes used in research to really study associations between things like diagnoses, symptoms, and findings with exposures. What they found was that for the 
496,317 participants observed, the scores tested showed top associations between PTSD and both metabolic and immune domains. PTSD symptom severity was linked with 12 health outcomes, including alcoholism, tachycardia, cardiac dysrhythmias, and acute pancreatitis, um, pancreatitis, among others, thus really cementing the link between PTSD and different physical and somatic symptoms. This is actually very interesting, uh, but can you clarify when you say association, were they looking at PTSD coming first and causing those health conditions or the other way around, health conditions leading to PTSD? Yeah, so my understanding based on my read of the paper is that they're saying that PTSD is an associated risk factor for, you know, those 12 health, health outcomes that I mentioned. And so for me, my understanding is that it's definitely PTSD leading to these health outcomes. However, they do specify for different things that they observe that, you know, for example, they observed a bidirectional association between PTSD symptoms and nonspecific chest pain and C-reactive protein. This is very interesting. Yeah. And what did the research have to say about the importance of this paper? So Dr. Gita Patak, the first author of the study, which was published in JAMA Psychiatry, by the way, said the findings prompt the need to investigate mechanisms, preventative and therapeutic interventions for PTSD and physical health. And Dr. Renato Polimanti, associate professor of psychiatry and senior author of the paper, noted that the study highlights how large-scale genomic data and electronic health records can be an invaluable tool to disentangle the complex dynamics responsible for the comorbidities between physical and mental health. This is very interesting, like this connection between mental health, as you mentioned, and physical health. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like something understudied at this point, for sure. Oh, absolutely. They should study it in students because my mental <laughs> health is definitely a fix. <laughs> affecting my physical health while I'm studying. So no, definitely study participant right here. <laughs> yeah, so to research group that might be listening to us, if you ever want to conduct this research, just put flyers out, students will be happy to do it. Yeah, Sam from the YJBM Science News Podcast, <laughs> willing participant, if you pay me. <laughs> All right, well, thank you guys for singing with us for those amazing articles this week yeah they were really interesting yeah a lot of fun and hope you guys keep listening keep checking out the research papers we'll put into the description and yeah have a good week have a good week see you next week <laughs>